please stand if you're able for the reading of the gospel lesson. Our gospel is taken from Mark chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. Hear now the word of the Lord. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, we begin a sermon series titled, um, Returned to God. God is calling us to return to him. And this is the first uh, sermon of that four-part series where we will be focusing on the true God. A subtitle for me would be, Come Home. How many of you love um, reunions, family reunions? In the classic movie, Antoine Fisher, it, it's, a, it's a classic. It's been out for many years. The main character, Antoine, is a troubled sailor who is ordered by a psychiatrist by the name of Denzel Washington <laughs> to address his volatile temper that is due to his troubled and painful past. Antoine begins a physical and emotional journey to discover who he is and that journey leads to his discovering the family that he never knew. The more powerful scene for me is when Antoine, after being introduced to an uncle, is invited to a home. Unbeknownst to him, on the other side of the front door are numerous relatives waiting to welcome him, greet him, hug him, love on him. After experiencing this welcome, another door opens that leads to the dining room. And there he meets the matriarch of the family. And she does this. And then points him to a chair next to her. Come home. Let us pray. Loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart continue to be open to what you 
will for each one. And may the heart of this congregation be open to what you will for this congregation. Oh, you who are the true and living God. Amen. Evangel Heights Church family and friends who are in this sanctuary as well as those who are worshiping with us online, I would suggest to you on today that God is calling each and every one of us to come home. And yet I can still hear those mental words that are rolling in some of your minds. Pastor, come home. I've never left home. In other words, I've never left God's presence. And yet... God is still calling all of us, be it those who have never had a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. God is calling those of us who've had a relationship with God through Christ for years. God is still calling us to come home. To come home means to seek after and or to continue that walk with God at a new level of discovery. Yes, next week we will begin the Lenten season, a time of self-reflection, a time of seeking God's will for our individual lives as well as the life of this congregation. Today, the true and living God is calling us to return to God, to come home, to not be satisfied where we are, but to seek a deeper and a closer walk with God, which means as God beckons us into unfamiliar territory, we are still willing to walk with God. Yes, today this true God is calling us to return to God. And, and yet, before I answer the question, who is this true God, explain even more so who this God is, I must share with you that if we have a true God, then that means that there are false gods with the Lord G. And, and there's one false God that I just want to lift up briefly, and then I'll move on. And that is the God of human validation. Uh, let me tell you about this God. This is the God that's been created by human beings. They've been created by this God has been created by human beings, and this God validates the will of those human beings. And that validation comes about by the misinterpretation of God's word. I've seen this God at work, and you have too. Let me give you several examples. This is the God, the God of human validation, that validated that it was okay to slaughter indigenous people. And the word of God, misinterpreted, was utilized. This is the God who validated, human, valid, human that validated, it was okay for humans to engage those who were free in one land to become chattel slavery in this land. This God of human validation, created by human beings who long for their own wills to be carried out is alive and well this day. It's this God, this false God of human validation that continues to speak the lie that there is a superior group of people and therefore if there's a superior group of people, white supremacy, then that means that there must be inferior groups of people. There is this God of human validation. I invite you if you haven't picked up and bought the book 
our hearts are strangely lukewarm. I would invite you to learn more about how this God of human validation who carried out the will of human beings, human beings who took the word of God and misinterpreted the word of God, created and continues to create racism that maintains white supremacy in the United Methodist Church. So today I want to talk about the true God. In the book of Isaiah chapter 40, we get a glimpse of this true God. This book, known as Second Isaiah, was written in the late sixth century to the Israelites who were in exile in Babylon. You know the story. Isaiah offers to those exiles a God powerful enough and determined enough to save them and to give them hope beyond all hope. After all, they're, they're in exile. And as you read the scriptures, you can hear their sense of hopelessness. They're wondering, where is God? How could God allow us to be in this condition? We won't talk about their disobedience to God, their rebellion against God, their deciding not to follow God that led them to turn away from God. No, they find themselves in exile. And there is this sense of hopelessness and helplessness. And so, and so Isaiah speaks a word to the people in exile. And I would suggest to you that Isaiah is speaking a word to those of us who are in this sanctuary and who are worshiping with us online, who are having a sense of helplessness and hopelessness. You're listening to all of the news that is coming through social media, even the news that is coming across your TV or your app on your phone, and you're just wondering, is there any hope? Well, Isaiah chapter 40 reminds us that the true God is powerful and awesome. The true God is transcendent beyond all of humanity's care and struggles. Yes, he sits above the circle of the earth, and yet this same God is imminent, existing close and within he does not grow weary. God does not grow weary. God does not grow tired. His understanding is unsearchable. God knows what we need. Repeat after me. God knows, God knows what, I need. what I need. God knows, God knows what, we need as a what we need as a congregation. This true God is creator of earth who created nations and this true God is also the ruler over all nations. Now, let me just share something with you, beloved. We need to keep this focus in mind that this God is a true God who has all power even over all nations. Even as we look at the rise of injustices, not only in these United States, but in other nations as well, we must remember that our eyes do not tell the full story of who God is. This true God does not faint or grow weary. This true God is attentive and dependable, present and powerful. This true God provides 
for God's people. But here's the promise. People who remember God's promises, people who choose to turn to God and still rely on God in spite of what they are witnessing, experiencing, hearing, they will receive strength and new life. Let me pause for a moment. This is why, beloved, when we gather as the family of God, this is why, beloved, when we go and visit those who are sick, when we visit someone whom the Lord has placed on our minds to visit, we must go and speak words of life to them because we've been told through the children's message that our words impact the lives of others. Oh, please, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again very quickly. If you come to visit pastor because she is no longer able to be with you because of illness, don't come and talk about the weather to me. Don't talk about what so-and-so did against so-and-so. No, tell me about the true and living God and how faithful that God is even in the midst of that that we may not see nor understand. This true God gives power to the faint. Yes, at difficult and challenging times, even the young will grow weary. They'll get tired. But those who come home to the true God of all creation and wait and place their trust in God, the God who has been faithful in the past, this God will bless them with the ability, will bless us with the ability to deepen our walk with the Almighty God. And this, this God, this true God, who has been revealed to us in Jesus Christ, calls us not just to hold on to all that we have learned and discovered and continue to learn and discover about this true God, this God calls us to go and tell others the good news of the awesome living God, Jesus. And his disciples left worship, and, and they went to Simon Peter's home, right? And, and, and while when he entered, he was told that Simon Peter's mother-in-law was ill, so he touched her, he healed her. And I know that some of you read that text and you thought, okay, here we go, a patriarchal system. She's getting up and she's going to serve the men. Wrong. <laughs> Simon Peter's mother-in-law came in contact with the true and living God through Jesus Christ. And when she was touched, and healed by the true and living God through Jesus Christ. Her only response was to serve. Some, some commentaries will say she was the first deacon. This true God who's been revealed in Jesus Christ calls us to go and share the good news 
you heard the gospel lesson. You know that after Jesus healed her, the people just came to Jesus because they discovered that only Jesus could meet them at their deepest point of need, healings, demons being cast out. They came, Jesus healed, and then Jesus went away to a quiet place. I would suggest to you that he went away to that quiet place to pray. And then the disciples came, you know this, the disciples came, and there was this sense of urgency on their part. Okay, Jesus, let's go. Let's go back. There are people waiting for you to heal them. And what did Jesus say? I can't go back. You want me to stay. You want me to complete your agenda. I can't go back because I have the agenda that the true God has given to me. And that true agenda, that agenda of the true and living God is to go and share more of the good news about this true God who has come to set people free. Yes, come home and seek the God who loves you, beloved. Come home. And we experience that everlasting love that only God can give to you. Come on, come on. Come on home and stop being satisfied with where you are. Pastor, don't be satisfied with where you are in your relationship. God is calling you, Pastor. God is calling us, Evangel Heights, to come home and to discover more, experience more of who the true and living God is. Let us pray. Just like Antoine Fisher, who after walking through that first door was greeted with a surprise that he had never imagined. And then to be ushered into that second door. Oh God. Omniscient, omnipotent omnipresent God, continue to invite us to come home to you, not with preconceived ideas as to what's going to happen next, but with open minds and open hearts to experience you afresh and anew. Give us the desire to come home. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen.